Welcome to the EdTech God Pod, your window into the world of advertising technology and the people behind it. I'm your host, EdTech God. Welcome to the first ever and highly anticipated EdTech God Pod. In every episode, we go beyond the trends and technologies to bring you the personal stories and journeys of the market leaders, trailblazers, and unsung heroes who shape the ad tech landscape. I believe it is the people behind the technology who truly make a difference and propel the industry forward. Through candid and engaging conversations, we delve into the minds of these remarkable individuals, uncovering their motivations, challenges, and triumphs. We discover the inspirations that sparked their passion for ad tech and the pivotal moments that defined their careers. In today's podcast, I am excited to introduce the one and only Terrence Kawaja. His friends call him Terry. He is the founder and CEO of Luma Partners. He's a friend, an industry leader, a parody maker, and of course, responsible for some of the largest acquisitions in our industry. Terry, welcome to the pod. It is incredibly uh, fun to join you. And, uh, you know, it's not every day you do a pod with a deity. And uh, it's particularly an honor to be uh, your first guest. So uh, I love your intro. I love the focus on people. Uh, so I'm excited to, uh, to help push this forward. Yeah, Terry, you know, when I, when I reached out to you uh, on, on Twitter and asked you to be a guest, I think the, the second I got the, sure, absolutely, uh, I was very excited because it felt to me that there was this support I was getting from you and many others that that I just was not expecting. So, so I appreciate you being here. Well, let's, Terry, well, I want to start let's, with. Let's be honest, though. I mean, most anonymous accounts tend to be more on the trolley side of things, right? Whereas I think you add some, you know, legit bona fides in terms of actual engaging substantive content and interaction with your uh, audience and uh, your positivity in particular with respect to people and helping people. That, that's why I'm here. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're joining. I, I, I appreciate it. I think uh, in the end, it is the people that make this industry great. The technology is just the cherry on top. So I'm, I'm very happy that you're here with me today. I'm going to jump into it, Terry. So obviously, you've been responsible or involved with I think the number was 300 billion in total transaction uh, through Luma Partners. As someone who has been in business development and sales, working with deals of any magnitude creates a level of urgency, stress, et cetera. I'd love to hear some feedback from you as to A, how you got into ad tech, and B, like what were some of the highlights and milestones that you hit in your career to get you where you are today? Sure. Uh, well, I was in college in the early 80s. I'm, I'm, I'm old. And then I, I did a JD MBA program in the, um, in the late 80s. And imagine that, right? I, I'm doing both a law degree and a master's in business administration at the same time. And I want to go into investment banking. And the late 80s, you know, if, you're, if you either remember it because you're old like me or you're younger, look it up. It was an outrageous time for deal making. There were hostile takeovers that, you know, blanketed the Wall Street Journal every day. I was a subscriber. I was a little Alex P. Keaton uh, back then. So I was just chomping at the bit to get into M&A. I joined Solomon Brothers in 1989, all through the 90s. 
primarily did media, telecom, and technology uh, M&A. And what I saw was you could be a lot more effective if you did trend-based sort of M&A, if you understood where the industry was going, and then you could be early to a transaction. And then when you're, when you're first or early to doing something, and you have a, a point of view as to how it'll unfold, that will often garner you like incredible market share going forward for the pendency of said trend. So throughout the 90s, there were three major trends I did, cable consolidation, uh, UK cable actually, and uh, radio uh, broadcasting consolidation following a major piece of legislation called the Telecom Act, but we nicknamed it the Radio Act in, in early 1996. And so what I found was if you're early, you understand where it's going, you can get incredible market share. Well, fast forward to 2005 and, you know, the heyday of traditional media M&A had largely come and gone. Uh, the huge consolidation wave, you know, happened. But now the whole future was all about digital. It was essentially, if you take a wide enough lens, it's about media and marketing moving from an art to a science, right? Involving data, software, etc. And that trend, I said, gee, that's not a five-year or an eight-year trend. That's a 30-year trend. And wouldn't this be awesome to take my sort of, you know, deep industry knowledge approach to strategic advisory, to M&A, and apply it to this new digital world of media and marketing, ergo the focus on ad tech. It's amazing because, you know, your insight that you provide on, on Twitter and, and, and other platforms is, has been incredible, right? Like when you talk about the horizontal movement, the SSPs and DSPs, the buy sides and sell sides kind of combining into one, I mean, these are things that you, you had brought up before it became front page news, but you've had the foresight to see that happen. And I think it's, it's quite interesting to see as we see the evolution of, of AI and companies starting to roll out their capabilities there. It'd be interesting to hear from your, your perspective how AI will play a role in both job creation and growth in our, in our sector. Obviously, what's essential to doing strategic deal-making, strategic uh, advisory is having a good sense of how uh, markets will develop. We clearly saw the advent of programmatic, also predicted the fact that, you know, um, we, like every other industry, would go through a wave, a wave of new company formation, then maturity, and then rationalization and consolidation. And we have absolutely, you know, seen that, seen that play out. The other thing you need to be able to do uh, is sort of understand these trends and parse them. And when I say parse, I mean, call balls and strikes. Like, don't just say everything is great. And there is a tendency in marketing to sort of jump on the bandwagon of every new shiny object because marketing loves new. And I, I push back against that. Um, you're right. We, you know, we were talking about CTV in 2013. Uh, I sold hook logic to Critio, a transaction that didn't get much notice back in 2015, I would argue. And I was talking commerce media and people said, what? You know, looked at me like I had three heads and all this kind of stuff. So it's it's important to be to be early on these things. And likewise, by the way, also called like balls on things like 5G and and crypto and Web3 and a lot of the sort of metaverse uh, nonsense. 
But AI is one uh, that, again, dating back to 2014, we've been talking about how, you know, we said beware of any company that calls themselves an AI company because it likely ought play out like, if you recall the old uh, marketing tagline of Intel, they, they, they had a whole campaign called Intel Inside because, you know, you didn't buy the chips. It was the chips that enabled something else to happen. And uh, we are firmly of the view that AI is the big one. This is going to pretty much change uh, everything. And I'm not referencing the, you know, uh, sexy, out-of-the-box kind of um, large language model, generative AI consumer tools that everyone's been enamored with and, by the way, is now all dropped off. That's that's definitely proved that, these, the, you know, this is a tech that uh, evolves fast and can do many things. But I, I'm talking about the long-term effects. And those are largely going to be in an enterprise software application sort of manifestation. And it may not have the sex appeal or the consumer application of a, you know, of a generative AI app, but it will be far more uh, impactful. How do you see AI playing a role in ad tech in particular? I think uh, there's a few companies have come out with various operational automation, obviously creative automation, capabilities for optimization. Do you see AI in particular being um, a job creator more than a, a job eliminator? Because I think there's been a little bit of of that sentiment that I've heard from from various people in the industry. A absolutely. So, so I think AI will have an application across data. It'll have an application across media. But I think the most impactful one will be its application across creative. And will the uh, focus on the data and the media, the audience and the and, and where your your ad plays, is largely an efficiency play. And there's nothing wrong with you know having your spend be, be efficient. So I'm all for increased efficiency. That having been said, the application of AI to creative, I think, largely drives efficacy. And so I am not with all these naysayers, uh, y you know who who immediately hop on the bandwagon of, well, AI is going to be destructive. I'm like, it, it is going to be disruptive because anytime you have any major new technology application, you know, not everything is smooth. And so there will be, you know, turbulence. That having been said, look, when people say, well, I can do the job of 50 engineers with now five engineers because it's 10x more uh, efficacious. And my point is, well, great. Keep the 50 engineers, actually, you probably have to reduce some because they won't, they won't figure out how to work AI, but keep the same headcount and do 10 times as much. In other words, doing more, not doing it cheaper. That's funny because that's, that's, my, that's my view of things. I think as, as we continue to, to automate and provide better tools, the output will be five, six, 10 times better than it was before. And so I look at it as something that I embrace and and I'm trying to learn more about just day to day. If, if this is something to embrace. Like AI is not going right. to take your job. A professional like you who embraces and understands AI and knows how to use it will take your job. So, so exactly. by all means, lean in. Absolutely. I want to jump into the next topic with you, Terry. I think um, massive acquisitions, mergers that we've seen in ad tech led by you and, and your firm. What are some of the challenges you faced over the last you know, 12 months that the market conditions have changed a little bit. Are, are you seeing things slowing down? Are you seeing different types of deals being presented to you? What do things look like 
from your perspective today? Well, let's let's pull back the lens a little bit. Uh, we I'll, I'll address the most recent market conditions, but if you pull back the lens, you know, at tech, it's funny, right? People always are claiming the sky is falling. I, you know, in 2016, it was uh, uh, the wall gardens are eating everyone's lunch. In 2018, 19 is privacy and cookie deprecation is gonna gonna kill uh, the open uh, web. Uh, now it's you know AI. Th- th- there's just it's and, and at this point, I just like sit there and go yeah 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 like a million things supposedly are gonna ch- kill uh, this sector. But I tell you what, it it, it isn't gonna happen. It simply isn't right. going to happen. Um, I agree. The, the uh, ad tech, there's just, it is in effect, right? If you called it a different acronym, it wasn't called ad tech, but like the monetization engine of the internet and journalism there. How does that sound, right? It's it's far more important. It's far, it's, it's, a, it's a keystone that drives the entire web and all of media and all of marketing. So, so naysayers have at it. Keep you know, saying ad tech is going to die, keep uh, keeping it out of favor uh, with investors, all the more for other people to make money. Let's bear in mind that now that we're in this sort of third phase of the sector, where we're going through all this consolidation, private equity is uh, the single largest buyer pool. Well, guess what? Whilst you have to be very selective in terms of which companies to invest in, it turns out ad tech has been the leading the hit parade of returns for private equity investors. Double verified was Providence Equity's greatest ROI return in its history. Same thing with Applovin at date of IPO for KKR. So get it right, and and there is uh, manifest returns. So I tell people, look, markets come and go, and and we've certainly been through a difficult market the last twelve months, but we have such incredible tailwinds helping uh, this sector, right? And it starts with size, growth, uh, fragmentation, complexity, and dynamics. Trillion-dollar industry globally, growing at 20% a year for over 25 years. Name me another industry that has that kind of growth rate. I'll wait. That's, Never mind. There isn't one. That's, that's the thing, Terry. It's, it's you know, I, I, I read the news, and then what I see in the market is kind of two things. I, I, I see kind of the negative news, the death of SSPs and consolidation and layoffs. And, and yes, it's a, it's a shame to see that happen. But then in, in the real world, I'm not hearing the same type of struggles from people that I work with that work at good companies with a solid market fit with a product that is valuable to whether it's the marketers or, or to the publishers. And so it's, it's weird. It's, I'm seeing these two different perspectives and then I come back and I look at my own, my own career, my own role, and uh, we aren't struggling. We've seen ups and downs, but generally we are not struggling. We're just feeling the sentiment of positivity slowly being pulled away because of the bad news we're hearing well, around us. You've got to be careful of the trade um, press, right? Because there's so right, many trade exactly. press focused on this sector. And if they write a story yesterday about, you know, something good, they got to go write another story about something being bad. Like they just need to keep stories going. So careful, you know, don't take what, what you read with a grain of salt. It's far more important to, to acknowledge, you know, what you're experiencing in the marketplace. And, you know, like I'm saying, these five attributes, right, the scale, the growth, the complexity, the dynamics, things are always changing. Yes, it's going to be complex. There's going to be ups and downs, but net, net, 
the tailwinds are enormously positive. And yeah, some companies will or, or subsectors will come in and out of favor, but writ large, this sector is in for yet another 10, if not 20, not 30 years of growth and positivity Agreed. overall. So now I'm, a, I'm an incredible optimist. There are green shoots, areas where you know one one should focus uh, and look at where the where the growth is and where the excitement uh, are. Things like you know AI and CTV and commerce media data. There, there's a variety of sort of sub components of it that are sexier or getting more traction than others. So that can be helpful to uh, to focus on as well. Yeah, thank you. I think that's that's great insight, and I, I I love your positivity. I I think that we need more of it in market. Um, I'm a huge fan of your parodies. I've checked them before, right? So um, I I think I think we need to continue to stay positive, um, and I think it is the only way for people to stay both both mentally uh, happy as well as uh, motivated to find a new career um, within the ad tech space. Question for you. So this is this is going to be kind of the hardest one. Failures, challenges. How do you cope? How do you deal with those challenges in your in your day to day life, whether it be work related or whether it be outside? What can you tell the people about the human side of Terry and how you cope with those situations? So, kind of not dissimilar from the last answer I gave. I, I, I'm a big believer in taking the long view. So if, if you believe, if you've done the work and you believe you're on the right track, take the long view. I do that with clients uh, in terms of the advice. I can give them more objective advice. It doesn't matter whether I win this deal. The, the, the key is to win overall, win in the long run. And when you have that sort of long view perspective, also acknowledge the fact that, you know, uh, you've seen those diagrams of uh, success and with the perception that it's a straight line up and and the reality is that it's all over the map with troughs and valleys and 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 peaks and then eventually you you, you get to uh, the right spot. Acknowledge the fact that it's going to be a bumpy ride and prepare yourself like be a four by four, right? Let's all be four by fours in our career because the pavement is not smooth. There will be disappointments. There will be challenges, you'll probably get fired, right? And that's okay. Just as so long as you have, keep the eye on the prize, keep uh, adding value. I, I tell people, take the long view. I tell them, right. you know, Adam Smith Same. nailed it 360 years ago when he wrote uh, Wealth of Nations, this notion of comparative advantage. It's not what you do well. It's what you do better than than most. I, I sort of live that way. I think uh, in my own career, I've seen so many ups and downs. I've been laid off before. I've been fired early in my career. Thankfully, not not recently, but I have been terminated from my role early on out of college for just messing around, not taking it seriously, un, unable to perform. Well, that's a good lesson uh, and, and a relatively inexpensive. It was a very days, yeah. well. I could tell you, I was living at home, so it was easy for me to say, "Hey, guys, I'm back. I don't have a job." And then as you know, later in my career, it's, it was, it was just a layoff. The company company had, had no more money coming in, but wasn't able to operate. It was devastating. I spent, you know, a, a week just trying to understand what had happened. But if it taught me one thing, it was you, you have to push forward and you have to forget what happened or else I could have found myself drowning in pity. And rather than looking at myself as a failure for something that I did not cause, 
I actually became more aggressive in the way that I looked for work. I worked on myself and educated myself better. I read more. I networked more. And it was able, it was basically the foundation of what got me here, which was creating this vast network of people that I respect and respect me um, and, and a, a mutual trust that I think is so valuable when, when working with a, a various companies in the industry. So, well, um, and, and that, and that hits on the human element. What I always tell people is work for good people, not necessarily good company. I mean, yes, ideally both good, agreed. a good boss at a good company, but I would take a good boss over a good company any day, at least in the early part of your career, because you're essentially going to learn from the people you work with, not necessarily what right. your company does. Right. I have, I, I have a few of those bosses, you know, the, over the last 10, 15 years that I'm, I, I continue to speak with often. It's the guidance, the mentorship, uh, the support. Um, sometimes they tell me, hey, you, you need to calm down, relax, put your head down, you know, weather the storm or, you know, it's your time to push, push forward, uh, be aggressive, put your name in the hat. Uh, this is how you propel yourself to the top. And I think, I think it's those prior bosses that have really helped me reach the point that I'm at today. So I'm, I'm forever thankful for that. Terry, we have a lot of people looking for work. The, the recent media math was, was another 300 or so. We have college graduates graduating recently over the last few weeks and looking to enter a new career and ad tech may be something that they're eyeing. Um, what advice can you give to the folks that have been impacted by recent layoffs to kind of benefit themselves and to stay motivated? Yeah. So I think, I think again, uh, uh, harking back to, you know, take the long view, this notion of comparative advantage. If you see long-term trends heading in a direction, garner those skills uh, do the research, uh, understand uh, how that's going to uh, uh, evolve. I think people should be advocates for themselves, but ultimately earn your success derivatively. By that, I mean, if you uh, do something for someone else, th th then you improve in, in particular minds. If, if I help my client succeed, I will succeed. But it's in that order. Do it derivatively. I'm a big fan of this notion of being nice and giving back. I think, yeah. again, we're all uh, humans. And, you know, if you want to build long-term uh, relationships, people want to do business with you, not just because you're a good professional, but because uh, you're also a good human. And then, of course, what has to be part and parcel of any advice I give is don't take yourself too seriously. I don't. Uh, and and ne neither, neither do you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I think personalities uh, uh, shine and outshine the deals that you can make. Um, I think establishing trust is, is very important. A strong network of people who can vouch for you. Uh, I've seen multiple people on, on LinkedIn reach out to me over the last few, few weeks, and I've, I've, I've helped them in every way that I possibly can. Um, and I think, you know, keeping yourself educated and up to date on market trends is really important right now. I think definitely take some time off, take a couple of weeks, go refresh and reset. Um, but don't come back with information that you know about the industry that's uh, 30 days old or 90 days old. Um, keep learning, keep educating yourself, stay up to date on, on trends and reach out to your friends so that they can help you find a, a, a new job for you to support your families. So quick recap, Terry, I can't believe we're 
almost out of time. I feel like we could have talked for an hour. <laughs> exactly. So we, we talked about a couple of things, market trends. Um, I'm a big believer in obviously connected TV. I think we're going to continue to see that grow. AI, commerce media, also very important. I think those are all industries that people should educate themselves on and read up on. Um, the biggest thing I took away from this conversation, Terry, was don't take yourself too seriously. In the end, we sell ads. That's all we do. We're not saving lives here. It's important to deliver value to our marketers and to deliver revenue to our publishers. And I think in the end, we're all just normal people working and trying to support each other. Terry, who do you, who do you suggest I bring to the pod? Um, I have a long list, but I'd love to hear your opinion of, of who you'd like to hear on this pod next time. Well, I think, you know, you've got the usual suspects, I think, lined up, uh, the, the subject matter experts, and, and, and many of those have their own media. There's some great people out there with some, with some great insights as to what's going on. But, you know, here's a group that you may not have uh, prioritized, and that is all these private equity investors understand that they're relatively new to this sector. They have, and there's now about 30 firms that are focused on it, they have studied, they're in the business of making money for their LPs, and they have concluded that this sector is prime for that. These are super smart people. Be fascinating to get their perspective. Because they're coming outside in, right? They're not, they don't have the blinders on. They're not in the industry. Uh, so they're outside in. And by the way, they're also analyzing eight other industries and they've, they've prioritized and selected this one. So I think that kind of outside in perspective, when, when, when I opine or, or, or talk about a trend, people say, well, how do you parse this thing? I said, because forest for the trees, man, uh, I'm not in advertising technology. Right. I service advertising technology, but because right. I've got that distance, uh, I can have that perspective. And I think that's particularly uh, useful. Terry, I, I really appreciate your time. I thank you for all the support. Um, and all the guidance. I know that you've uh, you've been very supportive of this account for for years. Really, I appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to uh, speaking with you again soon. Awesome, and I'm I'm so glad I don't know who you are. Right, it's better that way. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it 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 keeps the mystery going. Although maybe perhaps we've disproven uh, the conspiracy theory that uh, that that I'm you. Um, maybe technology is, is, is incredible, right? I actually, people wouldn't put it past me to, to or you or me <laughs> or you or whatever. You get the idea. Awesome. Thank you, Terry. I really appreciate your time. You bet. Cheers. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the ad tech God pod. Stay connected with us for more insights, trends, and interviews in the realm of ad tech. Don't miss out on our latest updates. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Keep the conversation going and stay at the forefront of ad tech innovation.